Hey everyone, Erin here at the top of the episode, just because I wanted to let you know that this episode's uh, audio quality is not up to our usual standard. We were trying some new things and it didn't always work out that well, but this happens when you are running a podcast, but we wanted to put it out anyways, because the subject matter and what we're covering is so incredibly important. Plus we have a fun guest with us and we wanted to share this content with you. So forgive us for the quality. We hope you enjoy. Well, welcome everyone to the Mutuality Matters podcast, Gender Theology for the Gospel Empowerment of Men and Women. I am one of your hosts, Erin Monis, and I am here with actually two of my favorite people, but one of them you will recognize right away, our good friend, Lindsay. I didn't know I was one of your favorite people. That is so kind. Hey, is it not shocking that you are one of my favorite people or that Mallory is also one of my favorite me. I'm more shocked that I am one of your favorite people. <laughs> well, friends, we are excited to introduce you to a third guest co-host today, my friend Mallory Ellington. And yes, uh, there's just raging applause in the background as everyone's cheering. I love our live studio audience. We have brought Mallory on for a unique experience. She is amazing. She is a Barry College alum. She got her Master of Arts in Religion from Asbury Seminary up in Kentucky. She has done some wonderful writing on theology of the body. You can catch her. Actually, she has, she has guest starred on an episode of a podcast for To Write Love on Her Arms, um, which we love and support. So you should go check that out. Um, But Mallory, it is exciting to have you here. Say hey to everyone. Hey, I'm very excited to be here. Long time listener. (laughs) This is so great. Well, we're going to tell you especially why we have Mallory here, but first, you know we start this. It is Watch, Reader, Listen. So, Blakey. <laughs> okay, number one, I wish we had a theme song for Watch, Reader, Listen. Number two, what have I been watching, reading, or listening to? I have been listening to <laughs> The Making of Biblical Womanhood by um, our good friend, Beth Allison Barr. She's not our friend, but I hope for her to be our friend. She's going to be our friend. And so, um, kind of exploring the history, particularly of the creation of kind of the construction of biblical womanhood in modern evangelicalism. She's a PhD in history, works at Baylor, um, kind of a big book in gender theology or gender theology adjacent right now. Um, yeah. So that's what I'm reading right now and I'm enjoying it. And I hope to meet her one day and talk with her. That sounds great. I think it's a lovely idea. We should have a podcast about gender theology and invite people like her. I'm too busy. (laughs) Okay. So for me, um, one of the books I was actually just reading it this afternoon. I'm only about halfway through it. Is uh, "Streams of Living Water" by Richard mm. Foster. So I love his celebrations of discipline. He's had some other great books yeah. that I've loved, and this one's a bit thicker than those, but I am loving it. It really follows the movements in church history, mm. which is, I think, a really great way to learn about church history is to follow through these different, like the charismatic movement and the Puritan movement and the social justice movements, and as goes through he's talking about all these figureheads and people that have influence um on american christianity so i love that but i also have to squeeze in that we've been watching loki yes oh. disney channel. yes did you just say on disney channel yeah you on the so disney old. app oh yes oh is it not disney, disney, app? Plus. disney plus sorry i'm i'm 
I'm sort of age plus, unfortunately. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, on the Mickey Mouse show, we're, we're watching Mickey. Um, but it's been fun. It's been so interesting. I'm actually really uh, impatient about the last episode that's going to come out. So I can't speak to it fully because the wrap up is coming. But we we've been loving it and just uh, speculating wildly about um, what's what's happening. But man, Disney with all of these Marvel spinoffs, I'm I'm really impressed. I'm really impressed. Oh, I'm glad you're impressed. I'm exhausted. Mallory, what are you watching, reading, or listening to? <laughs> well, I'll stick with the Marvel kick. Um, I watched Black Widow this weekend. Went and saw a movie in the theater, which was wild. Um, and really enjoyed it. Uh, was not what I thought it was going to be. I like didn't understand where it was in the timeline of things, but definitely enjoyed it. Um, things definitely make more sense in the grander scheme, especially because I don't read the comic books. I just watch the movies and the TV shows and hope for the best. But it was a lot of fun. Would recommend. That's I loved awesome. it. That's on my list for sure. Actually, going to an actual movie theater and seeing an actual movie, Black Widow, it's up there. It's great. I love it. It's great. Well, guys, let's jump in. For this episode, we had a real special treat. And our friend, Christmas Padilla, who you may remember from our kickoff of season two, um, since that recording, has taken over the Center for Women in Ministry at Beeson Seminary. Didn't she start it? I believe so, yeah. I don't think she, she took over. I no, think she, she, she Yeah, this is actually her, her vision. Um, and, and so this is a cool new position for her. And um, they've only been operating for like something like six months and they put together this conference, this conference for women in ministry. And since they are just next door to us in Alabama, we thought, let's go down there and check it out. And Kristen graciously invited us and allowed us to come and do some coverage of the conference. But Blake was unfortunately not able to come with. So I asked Mallory if she would come and she was resounding and and we went down together and got a chance to women with theology degrees who have been in ministry got to experience this and so we decided to sit and have a powwow with blake and uh tell you a little bit about how that conference went yeah well i think i would love first to because i honestly haven't heard everything about the conference so i would love to hear about um the history of the center for women in ministry a little bit if you're able to talk about that i know kristen started it probably about six months ago but how did it begin what what is it doing what is its what are its goals yeah yeah she actually talked about this at the conference which i was really um happy for because i i was also unclear as to a lot of the details behind it um she tells this amazing story about how even even before even before she started working at Beeson, she and her husband were in England and she was walking around Cambridge and had a little bit of time to herself. And she ended up having this, this sort of vision for this future, this center for women in ministry. And then the Lord won't be doing it. He just sort of kept putting things together. Um, she got the job at Beeson. And then she just said, she just started telling everyone. She's sitting down with professors and donors and president and just anybody she told this vision to and everyone was like that is an amazing idea you should totally do that and then the lord brought things together and boom now they have the center for women in ministry and and it's they are they are right on the cusp of this and so they have this vision um she and her team uh several advisory board members were there actually at the conference um they have this vision for not just providing a place for um, women to be resourced and to have this annual conference, 
but they also want to provide scholarships mm. for women for certain degrees, scholarships for women in ministry who want to go on sabbatical and, mm. and need uh, some funding to help with that. Um, she wants to provide all these ways to help equip leaders and um, to create good and safe spaces for women. So starting uh, breakout groups and support groups for women, um, just all of these various ideas they, they want to roll out through the Center for Women Ministry, and they're hoping that other seminaries will replicate this mm. model at their seminaries yeah. as well. Um, Mallory, do you have anything else uh, from your perspective that you wanted to add to that? I think that just creating the structure for it to be modeled was something that I thought was really cool as a woman who recently graduated from seminary um, and watching how my school was trying to better serve the women. I think to have something like this that other places can look to and model um, and even pull resources from, like I feel like mm -hmm. undergrad, they can point their students like, hey, you're thinking about this. This is a really great resource, this center at, at Sanford um, at Decent Divinity School. Um, and so it gives me a lot of hope moving forward for mm -hmm. resources that are going to be available and the support um, mm -hmm. that's going to be available for women in ministry because it's not always there and it's not always great. Um, so it makes me excited for for this vision that she has that's going to be more than just at Beeson Divinity School. Yeah, before we dive into the content of the conference, Mallory, I'd love to ask, um, because you are kind of fresh out of seminary and kind of exploring what it means to be a female discerning ministry, what was it like for you to sit in this room of ostensibly mostly women who um, kind of have a shared vision of what being a woman in ministry looks like, particularly in contrast to maybe other women's or female-centric ministry opportunities that you've experienced? What was that experience like for you? It was kind of incredible. Um, most of the female-centric things I do, I'm always in a serving role um, and not in a learning role or anything like that. I'm in leadership and I'm serving because those are things that I'm good at, um, which is fine and I love it. But to get to be surrounded by women who want to do this full time and are kind of in the thick of it and in the weeds with some of the things that come with ministry was really encouraging. Um, seminary is very much so at times a boys club. And so it was nice to just be surrounded by women who also love to talk about theology um, because there were a lot of women who want to be pastors where I went to school, but not as many women want to sit around and talk about theologians. Um, but to be able to find community and that was really cool for me um and just to be surrounded by other women who were doing the good work even when it's hard was very encouraging especially as i look into all right i'm called to ministry what's it going to look like yeah and all of a sudden here are all these women that are going to be cheering me on praise god aaron talk about jennifer powell mcnutt she's the keynote speaker the reverend dr jennifer powell mcnutt um, so she was, she was absolutely wonderful. If you, if you aren't following her on Twitter and if you haven't gone to check out her bio, you should do so immediately. She is a professor in Wheaton and she actually talked a little bit about her experience there. Um, she talked uh, a little bit about the compilation of women in the Bible, particularly the Marys, because Mary Magdalene's her focus for the week. And she shared a little bit about how for a long time at Wheaton people confused her and still sometimes confused her with her co-worker Beth Belper Jones mm. who's also there at Wheaton and um, and I just I just found some of her insights so so incredible but she has um, 
she has some wonderful insights that she shared with us during the conference. And I think actually she has some work coming out based on the content that she shared with us at the conference. I, I don't want to be mistaken in saying it's going to be a book, but um, the, the study, the deep dive she's been doing on Mary Magdalene, you can tell is quite extensive. Um, and uh, she was she was a dynamic speaker. She told this wonderful story about um, about sitting next to one of the cast of Hamilton and not really knowing and asking questions about like, oh, what do you do? It's like, oh, I'm in Hamilton. Oh, which one are you? Oh, I'm Hamilton. <laughs> just it was just uh, she was funny. She was dynamic. Uh, just a wonderful speaker. And um, and you could tell it was almost this prayerful posture as if she was sort of blessing us mm. as she spoke to us. I love that. I want that book on Mary Magdalene because I love her. Um, Mallory, talk about some of the breakout sessions you went to. I think this was the thing in talking to Aaron about the conference. I was the most, um, maybe I shouldn't have been, but I was most impressed by um, is how particular the breakout sessions sounded and how when you put um, women as the focus of a conference, how particular breakout sessions followed that maybe wouldn't be on the top billing of other um, theological or pastoral conferences. Yeah, I thought they did an excellent job with being intentional, intentional with the topics they chose. So I went to one on, do you want to get a PhD essentially? So like discerning between a PhD or a demon, a doctor of ministry, um, which is not a conversation that women get invited to a lot. So mm -hmm. it was really cool to have it focused on, this is what it will be like, um, the good, the bad and the ugly of academia. Here's what it looks like as a woman. Here's what it could look like as a wife and a mother. And talking about all of those things and keeping those things in mind as you're discerning what's the best path for me, what's the best path for my family as I'm discerning all of that. And it was just really cool to hear from a female theologian and church historian because there aren't a ton out there and hear her experiences. Um, and she was very thoughtful in all of her responses to questions um, and just very well done. And then the other one I went to was about um, the Me Too movement and trauma and abuse in the church, which I think being a female-centric conference, that one made a lot of sense that it came to be, um, to talk about how can we be trauma-informed ministers, which I think is super important. Um, and she was just talking about how trauma is one of the biggest issues that we have to face today. One of the biggest things we need to walk alongside people with and how do we do that well considering the impact it has on people mm. physically emotionally and with their faith um and i was just really impressed with how thoughtful they were in the way they put it all together um and the way that they gave space for those conversations but also made sure that everyone felt safe in those spaces because yeah. that that's a heavy topic and and we started with a breathing exercise we were given permission to stand up and move around we were given permission to leave the room if needed and i just it was clear that they knew their audience very well they knew you know the burdens that you carry we see them and we see you and we want to take care of you and make sure that you're taking yeah. care of yourself and i i just love that yeah just just speaking off of that something that really impressed me about the conference was um when you get that many women in a space who are all in ministry, everybody has a story. Everybody has a story about sexism or some being overlooked or underutilized at, at the least. And for some, there's some real traumatic experiences um, that 
and of course at meal times uh, during during sort of the downtimes in between sessions, you got to sit around with people and you heard these things and things came up and uh, we all it was kind of cathartic getting to to do that. But one of the things they did at the conference was a service of lament, mm. and they also put uh, cards on the table with um, with pens and said, if you want specific prayer for something, you just write it on this card and let us know. We will we're not going to publicize it. We're just going to pray for you. Mm. And I thought their attentiveness to the fact that they have so many women in the room who all have swords, who all have some scars or wounds that they've come with um, inevitably. Um, they, they, they spoke to that. And I would love to see that continue to actually expound in future yeah. uh, conferences that they do, but I think they nailed it on the head. I love that. And I think what a beautiful attentiveness. Um, that I think it's lost in bigger conference moments, like to be able to start small and be attentive to your room. I think that's beautiful and awesome. Erin, I wonder if you could talk about um, what 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 do they have coming up? How can they how can people get connected with the Center for Women in Ministry year round? But also, what about the next conference? Oh gosh, yeah. Um, so the next conference will um, they're they're trying to make this an annual event, but they're hoping to have a number of things. This is their first public event. For the center. Um, I was so impressed. The hospitality was great. It was run uh, like a top. The volunteers were fantastic. Good coffee right hey. now. Like <laughs> we talked to uh, Kristen and she was just like, you gotta have good coffee. Uh, one of the things she was saying is we're hoping, we hope we pamper you a little bit. Um, and, and I thought that was great. I'm hoping maybe next year for slippers <laughs> or maybe like a terry cloth robe like a sliver with perpetual like across yes i would like to just put that out there to the center for women in ministry Great. hospitality team this is my personal request but um future conferences uh for sure are worth looking at but the way kristen was talking and the way the advisory board seems to be working biggest thing they're actually looking for is financial support which mm. This is a big thing because yes, everyone's looking for financial support. Let's be realistic, but putting money where where women can be resourced because of it, women in ministry, I think is a particularly unique mm. thing to do. And I know we are prayerfully considering how we might support the Center for Women in Ministry. And um, I would encourage other listeners to also consider the same. If you listen to our podcast, then these sort of topics are important to you. And I, this is a really good thing happening that hopefully will be replicated at other seminaries. And um, so you can, you can be a part of that. Um, but God has been graciously and generously just making it so the center can happen. Kristen told some amazing stories because um, she didn't really do much fundraising. <laughs> the Lord just provided in powerful ways. Um, but I would like to see it just be richly funded. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I hope to go next year. Yes. So if y'all go, I'm coming. And our listeners should join us in 2022 for the Center of Ministry. Absolutely. Mallory. Yes. My final question for you. Okay. Name one or two female theologians or historic Christian figures that you think our listeners need to Google. Oh, easy. St. Catherine of Siena. Um, yes. She's, she's the OG holy anorexic. Um, did my undergrad thesis on her and I'm just fascinated by her life. 
And then following kind of in her footsteps, uh, Katari Tekakakwitha, she was the first indigenous woman um, to become a saint here in the U.S. Wow. And she took on the name Catherine because of St. Catherine of Siena. So you can kind of see the influence of this 15th century woman in an Iroquois woman in the U.S. And I, I think they're both fascinating. Um, yeah, those would be my top two, I think. I love it. I also really like Phoebe Palmer from the Second Great Awakening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, okay, so Mallory, I have a question for you as well. Okay. Um, I am interested, because we got to talk about this a little in the car, because we got to spend some time together driving to and from. Um, but in terms of just some of your takeaways from the weekend, and you know, we already talked about the breakouts. I'd love to hear specifically about maybe some of the large group sessions that McNutt uh, talked about. Do you have any nuggets that, that you would just love to kind of lob out to our listeners to whet their interest? Um, I think something that I really enjoyed, and in part because it was alluding to a Hamilton reference that I was really hoping she would make, um, <laughs> because her, the, her first talk was she was in the room where it happened, um, and I was just waiting for the Hamilton joke to drop. Um, but she talked about how important it was that women were actually in the room where things happened. Um, and how that mattered then and how that matters now. And that that was kind of her launching point. Like it matters that women were present and it matters that we recognize that they're present because that impacts how we view things today. Because if women were in the room where things were happening then, women should be in the room where things are happening today. Um, we should be in the rooms where decisions are being made and conversations are being had. And I, I had never thought about it in that way. Um, Cause most of the time I say like, I want a seat at the table, but to, to be in the room where it happened, I, I thought was a really cool and very relevant analogy um, for today. Awesome, yeah, I love it. In fact, I just took copious notes and I'm not much of a note taker, but I took copious notes when it came to McNutt and we, uh, we tweeted a couple things and I, I tried my best to keep up with the social media as well we there. Um, I'm not that person as it turns out. <laughs> If you saw our social media and coverage, I, I hope you enjoyed it. I was I was definitely trying my best. Um, but I I would go back if she if she discloses if she actually puts together some of this in a book or a recession, I would definitely go back and listen to it again mm. because that could I love that. Well thank you, Mallory, for being with us today. Anytime. And thank you for listening to Mutuality Matters. Stay tuned for a very, very large, long-awaited announcement. It will be popping in your feed. It will be popping in your social medias soon and very soon. We are grateful for you. This is Mutuality Matters, where we talk about the gospel empowerment of both men and women. I'm Blake Dean, here with my co-host, Aaron Monez. We'll get it down eventually. Bye. (laughs) 